Hey, 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 how's it going? This is Jonna, and I am here just to set you up and walk you into what you're about to listen to. So we've been doing Instagram Lives, and I know that it's not always easy to stop what you're doing and turn on your phone and watch something or, I mean, even just the, to leave the screen open because, hello, that's going to jack up your screen time hours. So... Now you have this. We have transferred all of our conversation into an audio file for you to listen to at your convenience. And that's what you're about to hear. In a few moments, you are going to hear Stephen and he's going to preface you for what we're gonna be talking about. And I'm gonna be honest, we get a little off track, but it is all great stuff. So the other voices that you will be hearing are that of myself, Jonna, and also our friend, Josh. So I hope you enjoy, do share with a friend, and if you have any questions, just let us know. All right, enjoy and have a great day. All right, everybody, so uh, we are going to be joining our conversation on uh, gym preparedness. Um, and I'm waiting for a few friends to hop on. Hey, everybody. Um, so one of the things that um, I've been doing is um, having these conversations with some friends. My friend John is about to hop in. I think. Hey. Got one. Uh, I think you're sideways. You're sideways. No, you're sideways. Do you want me to wait? No. Where's Josh? I don't know. Um, Give him directions to your house. You should have directions to my house. You know, it's, it's very easy to get here. You know, you don't have to do a lot of work. So. Hey, Kiki. Hi, everybody. I can see um, people join, too. This is so fun. I'm ready. Are you sure you're ready for this? Yeah. Okay. I haven't worked out today. I've got my, my matcha. You haven't or you have? haven't yet. Oh, you didn't fitness today? Not yet, but I'm going, well, I was waiting for the weather. Josh said it's 76, so I was waiting for it. Listen, I do not want to hear about y'all 70 degree weather when we have 60 degree weather in Philadelphia. I apologize, sir. That is yeah. cold. That sounds really ungrateful. Um, <laughs> but um, the great thing about um, the conversations that we've been having the last couple of weeks have been focused on wellness from different perspectives. And so, um, Josh, when he, when he makes it to the party, um, <laughs> we, um, we typically, um, have conversations about all of our, all of our experiences and how we, um, help our clients. And so the goal for today's conversation is to look at how you should prepare for your workout. Um, so we've been doing these clubhouse conversations, um, and just discussing with, uh, potential clients and, um, our current clients and people that are interested in wellness. Um, what does it mean to be well and what does wellness look like? And last week we talked about what wellness was, um, individually. And, um, I think the, the general term of wellness is like, okay, you should work out, you should eat healthy, um. You should get rest. Uh, that is what the, the doctor's version of wellness looks like. But 
in actuality, wellness is so much more than that. Wellness is finding the balance between um, positive and negative energy, figuring out what it is uh, that you want to take on on a day-to-day basis and then how you navigate your space. Um, it's also looking at your relationships. Wellness is relational. Um, it's a relationship with yourself. It's a relationship with your stress, your identity, um, with the things that you're tied to, your dog your partner, your kids. Um, and so having healthy relationships with, with all the things that we're tied to in this life is what wellness is, is having that healthy, balanced relationship. Um, and so now that we've set a foundation for what wellness is, we're looking at one specific facet of wellness that everybody is really in tune with right now, uh, which is fitness. And so one of the things that a lot of people do when they um, start fitness, they're like, you know what, I'm just going, I'm going to get a membership. I'm going to join a gym. Uh, I'm going to get into Fit Club, whatever it is that, that you know, they want to move. Um, but just like anything in life that you're trying to accomplish, it requires strategy. Um, and so today we're going to talk about how to properly strategize for a successful and sustainable workout. So my co-coach, um, one of the other two coaches that are supposed to be on this meeting. Um, Josh, it, he's here. Oh, where is he? I see him. Josh, you're supposed to like um, hop into the uh, request. Do I add him in or do you add him in? So I'm pretty sure he has to request. He should oh. be able to like go to the drop down at the top and request to join. And then you just like yay him. Okay, so Josh, you got to request access so I can let you in the room, bro. Or maybe you did. Oh, you did. Okay, hold on. That's my fault. <laughs> oh, wait. No, maybe I requested it. No, Josh said he did. Whatever. Oh, wait. <laughs> bring, him on, bring him on inside. Yay! Oh, yeah. Here I go. Oh, my God. Okay. All right. I was like, I know I requested to get in. <laughs> okay. So, I am, like, trash when it comes to social media. So, like. I'm the, I'm the same way, yo. Uh, I'm trying to get it. was, like, so good. Really? It was good? Okay, okay. I feel like once I get in front of the camera, I'm good. It's just getting on the camera is the hard part, and then turning it off as well. So, you know, there's that. But, um, yeah, I think I think um, today would be a great um, opportunity to talk about our lived experience when it comes to wellness and how we prepare for the gym. But then also um, just give a quick um, a, a quick tutorial on how you would coach a client and preparing for the gym because I think a lot of times people are like, how do I, how do I prepare? Um, especially now that we're stuck in the house. So like some spaces, um, gyms are open and you can go to gyms and then some spaces they're not. So it's like, okay, well, how do I compartmentalize my mental energy as well as my lid space so that I can have an effective workout um, and that it's sustained because a lot of times you'll work out and then you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. So, the, so let's, let's talk about two things. Let's talk about how you would prepare when you're going to the gym, you're going out to a physical location, and then also how you prepare when you're when your gym is in your home. Um, Want to go first? Yeah, I, I think for me the biggest thing is um, having all my goals in mind. And so there are a lot of days, especially with um, the way the past year and, and this year has been with COVID, where I just really haven't felt like working out and I have to kind of psych myself up before I, you know, I, I can even get started to be completely honest. Um, but I always think about those goals that I have in mind, whether that be something that is 
like more inwardly focused with uh, growth and, you know, maybe uh, just building my mental toughness too as well. Um, but I also think about like, you know, hey, the, you know, the type of body that I want and these goals that I have when it comes to physical too as well, because we can like, we can downplay those things to say they're not important. Um, and obviously there's a hierarchy there when it comes to the way we look physically and, you know, how healthy we actually are on the inside, um, even mentally too as well. But, you know, we can't just skirt around the fact that, you know, some people want to look good and that, there's nothing wrong with that as long as that is not what your complete identity is in, is how you physically look. Um, but there is some validity in wanting to look a, a certain way or wanting to, you know, you know, physically look a certain way. Um, so I think for me, especially with the past year and, and this past year and this year too as well, just having those goals in mind, whether that be physically, you know, outward appearance, but also uh, inwardly too as well and building like that mental toughness because whenever we don't feel like working out, we don't feel like getting in the gym, we don't feel like healthy, uh, eating healthy um, and we're able to have that discipline to do it, um, growth happens there. That's where we get better. And, and it translates over into other areas of life. And so I find that whenever I, I you know, force myself through those moments, um, it helps me in other moments of my life where I may not want to do something, but I force myself into doing it uh, regardless. And I think that's ultimately what, you know, discipline is. So let me ask you this. What's that, what's that thing that, that, how do you force yourself to do it? Because I think, like, that's the big question. It's like, you can tell, like, I, like okay, like, I was talking to John, and I was like, did you did you fitness today? And she was like, no, I haven't fitness yet. Yeah. And I, like, I half-ass fitness today. Um, so, I'm going I'm I'm to half-ass fitness today, too, as well. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Thank you very much. Listen, you only get, like, y'all didn't even get, it wasn't even, like, a, like one of the cheeks. It was, like, a, a half of a half of a cheek. Okay? So, like, it was, like, like, an eighth of a cheek. I'm just, like, I was, like, you know what? I want to work out today, and I really want to be present. And then I was, like, ugh, it's Wednesday. So, I'm just going, you know, I just needed to do it. Um, but for you, what is it that, that, that pushes you to actually complete the task? Honestly, I have to turn my mind off. Like, I have to make a decision. Like, I have to say, and it sounds very, like, simple, but it isn't. It's simple, but it isn't at the same time. But there comes a point, because I don't know if y'all have this, but I have it too, where it's like 30 minutes before the time I say I'm going to work out, I have this debate in my mind. It's like, oh, like, I could skip the day. And it's like, and it's just, it's like, I say I'm going to work out at 12 noon, and like at 1130, I'm just like going back and forth. And, like, it's crazy because I have these conversations like, man, you had your pre-workout meal. Like, don't waste it. Like, I like I know I had a meal specifically to fuel my workout. So that's another, like, that's another thing. I'm like, dude, you gonna, you ate just for this workout and you're not even going to work out. But I have to ultimately, when I'm having that conversation with myself, I have to just say, do it, Josh. No ifs, ands, or buts. No excuses. And I just turn my mind off from thinking and I get moving. And nine times out of ten... Once I start, I, I'm going. Like I'm going. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but you know, once you get started, I know. Like once I know that once I get started, um, I've done. I've, I've gotten through half of the battle, pretty much. Okay. What about you, Jonna? Do you do you have the the same uh, mentality when it comes to getting up and, and training, or is it like uh, you just have it? You, you just you do it regardless. Like it's not something that you have to think about. 
I definitely have to psych myself out. And this is something that um, you mentioned earlier, whenever you said that, like, you know, you, like, half-assed it, and, you know, something is better than nothing. That's exactly what Josh and I, like, spoke about a couple weeks ago when we talked about discipline. It's, like, creating the habit, right? So you're going through the motions regardless of, like, the effort you put in. And we talked about, you know, sometimes it's not necessarily about, like, I'm going to make a PR today. Like, I'm going to do the best I've ever done. It's about just getting the reps in, getting, like, the brush strokes on the canvas, right? Like, mm-hmm. doing something. And so in terms of how I self-motivate whenever I'm, like, you know, not wanting to go, I tune into my body and I'm like, okay, what is it that is making me not want to go? Is it because I've trained really hard the past few days and maybe you should actually take a rest? But in my mind, I'm like, can't stop, won't stop. (laughs) Or is it that, you know, I'm emotionally drained from like some other area of my life? Or is it that I just don't want to do it because it's cold outside like what's what's holding me back from actually going to do it and if after I run through those filters it's just that I don't want to then yeah um is it something that it's going to like serve me to take a rest day or to just go out there and get some like reps in get some like strokes on the canvas kind of and so usually it is just something where I'm like okay let me do it then I kind of like what Josh said about like turning your mind off. It's like, I know that this like short term, like sacrifice, if you will, like a thing that that a time, this time sacrifice, but what I don't want to do is going to have a long term gain and it's going to be putting in those reps, going to be building that consistency. And so in those moments, I do a workout that I know will get me in and get me out. So I usually do something that's either like lightweight or body weight and I will do an EMOM. So EMOM is an acronym for every minute on the minute. So I'll pick, like, let's say five moves, right? And so I will take those five moves. I'll alternate as many repetitions as I can each time that minute changes. And depending on how much time I have, if I have 10 minutes, I do two rounds. If I have 30 minutes, I do six rounds. Is that right? Five, ten, yes, six rounds. Don't shake your If they were looking to us to be, like, like legit, like, like, Educators, they'd be like, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Look, what I just said was good. The math, you're not asking me a mathematician. You're asking me about fitness and wellness. <laughs> we are professionals. We are professionals. <laughs> professionals. I should have just rolled with it. Because you know what? If I would just rolled with it, no one would have said anything. And if it was wrong, they would have been like, this bitch just get that wrong. And then you would have had to have paid attention to the next thing. And so you wouldn't even remember. So I wouldn't, exactly. I wouldn't even know if you want to study. See, thank you. So lesson learned. So anyway, like I was saying, I pick a workout that I know I'm going to move. I know it's going to get me in and out. And, you know, sometimes I'll pick something like if it's a movement that I really like, I like to do heavy lifts. So like maybe minute one, I do like five power cleans at like, you know, a certain percentage. And then maybe the next round I do like double unders or burpees or like just something that, yeah, like keeps me going so that I know like it's only a minute. So worst case scenario, I can tell myself, you're doing this for a minute. Like, if I'm in a really, really, like, if it's that time of the month, gentlemen, then sometimes I'm like, all right, do four minutes of work, one minute of rest. So that way I am, you know, still getting the movement in and also allowing myself time to, like, kind of take a breather. Yay, we have confidence. So we have a question. Um, Carrie Jo. Uh, says, girl like Jana, who makes me lose focus, which then makes me feel powerless. Have you guys experienced that? Um, any suggestion? 
I'm, I'm a little confused by your question, um, but um, what I you want to repost your question? Um, <laughs> that would be helpful. Um, I do. I think. I think if I if I do if we're talking about being present during the workout, that happens to me all the time. I will like be in it and I'll be like, I'm like ready to go. And I know for me, like I need my whole setup to be ready in order for me to like stay focused in the workout. So that means I got to have a kick-ass playlist. I got to be looking cute in my outfit. Um, and I got to have, I got to have a Gatorade. I got to have a protein bar and I got to have water. When I have all my, my, all my tips and tricks and like all the things that, uh, the, these external motivators that push me to work out, it helps me to stay focused. One of the things that I've been doing for myself is, um, using a Tabata counter or like a time counter. So that way, one, it, it counts me down. So I don't have to think about how much time I've spent working out. Um, I set an intention. So if I say I'm going to work out for 45 minutes, I'm only working out for 45 minutes. If I say, if I, if I, if I say, you know, I'm feeling good, I really take stock of what I'm doing. Um, and, and I'm looking at my recovery, I'm looking at my rest, I'm looking at my nutrition, and then I'm, being, I'm taking all that in to say, okay, how do I feel about today's workout? Can I do a little bit more? Can I do 60 minutes? Can I do 75? Um, I set realistic expectations for myself based on the time that I want to spend being intentional in that moment. Um, and that keeps me focused. I know lately I've been feeling like a, like a, a struggle bunny, okay? So like, just like, just, I mean, like literally like, I, you know, bunnies like to hop. I just have not been having the energy to do it. Um, one thing that I can always say is that music motivates me. So I find that music is like my best friend. So like I, we have mirrors everywhere at the, at the, at the, the, the gym that I work at. And I just will put my music on. I'll go into one of the, the private suites and I'll just work out. I'll just dance. Um, Who's your, your go-to? Huh? Who's your go-to? Go-to. Who's my go-to? Um, okay, so my go-to right now is Cardi B. I like yeah. I, I love Yes, I love me a good ratchet <laughs> a ratchet moment. Um, uh, but more so it's the I honestly I go on YouTube. Um I like YouTube music. Um and I will just um, listen to the, the instrumental because sometimes I don't want to listen to the words it's just the beat that gets me moving and that helps me to, that helps to motivate me um, so uh, the question is when I'm so deeply focused on my last reps like John to do exercise in front of me I lose my focus <laughs> I got you <laughs> I can't help you with that I cannot help you with that use um, this motivation use so this motivation I, my my That's motivation. Right. Pretend like you get ready to go. Like ask for my number. My motivation is a little bit different from your motivation. Um, <laughs> I, I do. I, I will say this. Um, if I'm in the gym, um, I try. I like to work out by myself because I get distracted very easily around other people, um, unless I'm teaching. Um, so usually when I'm in teacher mode, I'm like, okay, this is. How does this feel? How can we perform this better? Um, can we push ourselves a little bit more? So I'm less in the mind of like checking people out. Um, but if I am in the space where I'm checking somebody out, um, I have to turn to the opposite direction so I don't get distracted because weight is heavy and it's really quick to injure yourself. So I would just say, just turn to the opposite side so that the person that's distracting you can't distract you, finish your reps, and then you can over them afterwards. Or... You know, you could like, yeah, try to impress him. I like Josh's answer. Like, you know, use this motivation. Use this motivation. And yeah, what you're saying about music, 
So, Josh, who was it that you, didn't someone used to listen to like the the soundtracks and like those movies? Like, the yeah, so yeah, so we used to listen, and I and I love sounds like I would listen to a Viking soundtrack, yeah, like these sound scores, and like they would it would make you feel like you're in a movie, but it was like. Yes. If I had a PR day, you best believe I was listening to the the Vikings TV show. I was listening to that soundtrack. Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Everything about Hans Zimmer. Um, I think he did did, uh, Gladiator with uh, Russell Crowe. Any of that music puts me on like, like... Like go emo. I also like um the sport of Black Panther because I just I feel like extra 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 black and I'm like <laughs> I'm channeling Black Panther energy. So I'm like music is one of those great things that's like a really good way to motivate us. And so like um we put together a list of like things that were that would help you as you're working out, uh, as you're preparing to work out. Because strategy is super important because sometimes you get into it and you're like, all right, I'm going into the gym and I'm going to work out and this is the thing that I'm going to do. You set a plan for yourself, but the plan that we set doesn't always work with how our body feels. So what I tell clients is that um, first important, first and most important thing that you want to focus on is the, the, the positive and healthy relationship between your nutrition and your recovery. Sleep and rest is super important, and sleep and rest is dictated by the food that we eat, um, in which, Josh, you might want to talk about that, um, how important um, food is when it comes to your overall wellness, because like if you eat shitty, your sleep is going to be shitty, and then your workout's going to be shitty. Exactly. And people, and, and it's crazy because I've had this conversation, especially when it comes to carbohydrates, like our body needs energy and carbohydrates is the main source uh, for fuel for energy for our bodies. And so, you know, a lot of times people like to run away from that. We can get into the whole like ketogenic diet and putting your body in the state of ketosis. But for the majority of people, when it comes to working out, um, they they run away from carbohydrates. And I've had this conversation a lot of times, too, especially when I was working um, in the gym and, like, you know, doing more classes. And I tell people, like, yo, I eat, like, two to 300 grams of carbs a day. And they're like, how do you eat 200, 300 grams of carbs a day? And you're, like, 170, and you look like that. I'm like, because that's what fuels my workout. It's not like I'm eating 200 grams of carbs a day and I'm sitting on my butt. That would be a, a, a totally different story. And so you have to think of what you're eating in the perspective of how does how is that fueling not not necessarily just my workout, but my entire day. And so it's a difference between what you eat and if you're sitting and doing nothing all day versus what you eat if you're moving and you have an active job and you know you're working out three to four to five times a week. So you have to consider those things whenever you talk about the food that you're eating. And so that's extremely important whenever we talk about working out that you fuel your your workout. So one of the biggest conversations that I have uh, or I have had a lot with people uh, in the gym like setting um, is making sure that they uh, eat about an hour and a half to two hours before their workout. Because what I would get without telling people that, you know, they make their own assumptions and they make their own decisions based off of what they know. I would get a lot of people that would come to the gym and, you know, whenever you talk about CrossFit hit workout, those are high intensity, you know, interval training workouts where, you know, for 30 minutes, 45 minutes up to an hour, um, you're having a huge like energy expenditure. And I get a lot of people like, man, like I'm not feeling good. I'm dizzy. I'm about to throw up. And like my first question would always be, 
did you eat before you worked out? And nine times out of 10, it was either no. And if they did, it did not have any type of substance that would actually give them energy for their workout. And so, you know, what I would do is I would adjust their, the food that they would eat before their workout and say, you know, hey, make sure you're consuming, you know, about it, at the very least 30 to about, you know, 40 to 50 grams um, of carbs. And the, the simplest way for me to do that is like I eat a bagel. Like I eat Dave's Killer, uh, is it Dave's Killer brand? Um, yeah. I'll, I'll do one of their bagels about an hour and a half to two hours before I work out. It depending on the day, if I know that I've got a longer workout, like I'll just put a bunch of like raw honey on it um, just because I know the, the sugar, the carbs from that is going to fuel my workout. So that is just, that is, is vital whenever we talk about working out. And that too comes into play whenever you made 30 minutes or an hour into an hour before you work out where you're, you know, you're feeling like, man, I, I really don't have the energy, you know, to do my workout today, you know, and you, you have to ask your question. What, like you said earlier, John, like, why is that? Like, why do I not feel like working out today? Like, why do I not have that energy? And you have to consider what you're eating um, before you work out. Um, it's something that is, is really, is really important. Um, yeah, I think, I think one of the things that, um, a lot of people forget is is the nutrition aspect to and how nutrition really fortifies your body for your workout um not just that but like looking at how nutrition um supplements the recovery aspect of your workout as well um people don't think about like that your nutrition dictates your circadian rhythm so like your wake and sleep cycles and so like getting uh, uh, like your eating has to be like we had said this in our food and mood conversation a couple weeks ago that we're not eating for just today we're eating for tomorrow and to get through the week we're eating to have sustainable uh, a, a sustainable training pathology for our lives um, and so it's like alright well to take it a step further and say like alright we're eating so that we get through today's workout and work day so that we can train well tomorrow but more so we should say alright let's break it down a little bit further and say alright we're eating to get through today's workout today's work recover efficiently and then get into today tomorrow's workout and so like how you eat affects your circadian rhythm so your your sleep cycle so if you're not eating at the the proper times and you're not eating the right things it's going to disrupt your sleep pattern and then you're going to wake up tired and then your recovery is just all thrown off like one of the things that you have to be conscious of is like how late we eat because if you eat later in the day your body's still trying to break down those 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 that macro those macronutrients and when your body should be in recovery mode it's in like you know, breakdown mode, and it's like you're not, you're not, you're not like you're, you're everything's thrown off. So I think like nutrition is super important uh, as a as a form of preparation. Like John, what do you what's what's one of your prep meals before you go to the gym? Because you know you be having all types of goodies in that kitchen. So I keep it simple. I like to work out in the mornings, and I wanted to address this too. Um, oh, you're welcome. Bye. Uh, I, well, some of the times whenever I don't want to work out, it's because I haven't eaten. And so it's that my body knows like this workout's going to suck because you haven't fueled your body properly. And so if I'm like, oh, like, why don't I want, this is something that we talked about, Josh, like the other day, like in terms of like dehydration. And I think, yeah, Stephen, we touched on this too. It's like, no, why do I feel like this? Oh, I'm dehydrated. Like our body knows, like these feelings are telling us something. 
it's up to us to figure out like what the fuck that is. And so in terms of, yeah, like workouts a lot of times, it might be exactly what you said that like based on the past few meals and one meal is not going to make or break you, but the consistency of those are totally going to play a part into, you know, your mood. And like you said, like everything else, which will set you up for a better workout or a not so great workout. And, um, to answer your question, what do I eat beforehand? Yeah, I usually eat something light. So I'll probably have like an apple, like um, a banana with like half of a protein shake. So that way I've got like the carbs, I've got like a little protein. I go to my workout and then immediately after I refuel. So, and I wanted to ask Josh, like I know that um, with Stephen too, a lot of people are all about the metabolic timing window of it all. Is that true or is that bullshit? Um, it, it is true, and I mean, here's the thing, and I've said this said this before too. When it comes to case by case situations, like optimally, like I want to consume maybe about thirty minutes after I work out, some type of carb source, some type of protein source. But like, don't let that keep you from the process. You know what I mean? And so many times, like people let that keep because they can't do that, or they they feel like you know it's something that they're unable to do that that their whole you know, routine is shot, their whole workout or health routine is shot. Um, so um, it is true, but that is not like a, that is not a determining factor. It, it, it's not, it's not something that should keep you from your process pretty much. Yeah, I agree. And then Kiki has a question. What about IFM? <coughs> Do you mean IFM? It fits my macros? Or Josh, you know, what is IMF? And I, that may be what it what it is. That's um that's more of like a CrossFit term. I've heard that a lot, like in the CrossFit community, like if it fits my macros. And I think I've never I've never adopted that saying, but I think it says like eat whatever you want as long as it fits your fits your macros. I don't completely agree with that, and that is just my observation. Um, because I've been at points where my macros were the most important thing, and I didn't pay attention to the ingredients that I was eating. And so that may mean that I eat something like maybe a protein bar that has the 30 grams of protein, the 20 grams of carbs that I want, but then I look at the ingredients and it's a bunch of crap that's not really going to make me feel better or benefit my health. Mm. And so you can use the if it fits my macros if you want to, but in my opinion, it, it's it, it's kind of faulty when it comes to actually giving your body what it, what it really, really needs. So. Um, that, that's just my, my two cents on that. I I just wanted to address two things. Um, like for those that are watching, I think, um, like what John said about bananas, um, bananas are a great resource. Like they have such, like, think about it this way. Like, I think one thing that we as coaches have to start doing is educating people about like the, the certain, the under the surface stuff that goes on with your body when you're working out. So a lot of times we just think about the the muscle activation, but we don't think about the nervous system, uh, especially our peripheral, our peripheral nervous system that's activating when we're working out. And bananas are a great source of nutrition that helps to facilitate that peripheral nervous system, as well as making sure that um, there's proper nerve functioning and muscle contraction. Um, so like, being really intentional about your eating is important when it comes to your workout. Um, so like the, if it fits my macros, that's great if that works for you, but we have to think about nutrition and we have to think about uh, performance. 
it's not just, oh, we can eat whatever we want. And as long as it's within a certain amount of calories, um, it's okay. It's where, what types of calories are we consuming? How is our body breaking them down? And then what's the interaction of those calories inside our bodies? Because it's like, all right, you can eat, you know, I don't know, four bananas or let's say two bananas <laughs> as, you know, part of your pre-workout. Or you can have, you know, a half a cup of oats, some some berries and some, some yogurt. You have to think about what type of workout you're doing and what's the end result and how do you want to feel after the workout? And that dictates what you should eat because if I'm eating yogurt and granola, it's going to dictate that I dictate the type of workout I'm going to do. I'm going to do uh, a longer lasting workout. Um, so if I'm setting myself up for a 90 minute workout, I'm going to do oats because they're slow. They're, uh, they're low on the glycemic index. They're not going to spike my blood sugar and they're going to give me energy long-term as opposed to if I'm doing a quick, dirty 30 and it's heavy heavy and it's like if i'm doing a a, a amrap and i'm every minute on a minute then i'm gonna have like two or three bananas and i'm I'm gonna get me a ton of water and i'm gonna just go in and the thing is like i want to facilitate as much neural function as possible because i have to think about my movement and my thought process dictates my uh the performance of my muscles because i'm working on that neuromuscular junction, making sure that how I think about my muscles and activation and then the execution of the, the activity with my muscle. Um, so I think like those are really important things when it comes to how we coach our clients and their performance and just in educating general public. Um, because like I, I, the thing that frustrates me, um, is like, I see so many people doing the wrong thing. And then people are so sensitive that you can't tell them anything. Exactly. And it's like, like I had a guy yesterday, um, I was coaching the, the tennis program and like one of the, one of the, another coach came in and he was like, what's the regression for that? And I'm like, right in the middle of my session, I'm like, excuse me, <laughs> right? I'm like, it's, I'm like, it's, it's, it's uh, you know, I'm, like I showed him the regression, but I'm like, you know, I, I think people are so accustomed to just knowing what they know and just going with it and it's wrong and it's important for i feel like it's important for the well-educated coaches to stand up and to say no this is how it's supposed to be done properly and this is what's right as opposed to just like letting it slide and just being okay with the 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 nature of not so much the nature but the current environment of fitness and wellness there's so much stuff out here wrong it's like you gotta start telling people hey this is wrong you're not doing it right. Yeah, and that's why I kind of got on this whole kick of like people just trusting so much in the government and the food that they're eating as it's advertised on the shelf whenever they go to the grocery store because it's just like it's wrong and they don't understand that it's wrong. And I think that we have an opportunity to tell people that, but you are right that a lot of people, especially when it comes to, you know, face to face and especially if you're in a coaching setting. Um, to correcting people and it's I don't know what it is I don't know if it's just like ego or, or, or what it is um, but I think that people have been told the wrong thing for so long it's hard for them to kind of get that out of their head and, and adopt a, a new belief when it comes to you know working out and the food that they're eating right I think so this is something that Josh we've talked about like personally and also in like a like a, an educational setting in terms of exactly that like yeah. we go to school to learn how 
to take authority's word as the gospel. And exactly. so no one questions when we, you know, come across anything that conflicts like what we have been taught to believe. And so when we're in that environment and we're taught, you know, to just believe what is, we have this lack of identity and like who we actually are and what our values truly are and what that looks like in terms of what we're talking about here and how this all relates back is because we have been able to develop our own little tribes, which is a cool thing in the sense of like, you know, community. We need that Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And at the same time, and this is something Josh and I spoke about as well, cancel culture. It's so, so easy for me to like unfollow, blog, not talk to that person if what they have to say conflicts what I believe. And don't get me wrong, if someone's being a fucking asshole, like, you know, cut it. Like, for your own peace of mind, your own mental health, like, you don't want to argue the third wall. But at the same time, you know, what about you know, taking the the thought and like the stance that like, well, let me hear them out. And then from there I can, you know, objectively look at this and then make my own decision because that's either going to help you stand stronger in your conviction or that's going to teach you something new. And yeah. so it's not, you know, it's not this like cancel culture, like let me like, well, they're wrong and like I'm right kind of thing. It's we have never lived in a society where there's so much information available to us and you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't, you know, take the time to hear people out if they're saying something that's, you know, something that you don't know. And again, like you have every right. You have, you know what, you know how you figure out if they're right or not? You Google it. You don't have to like, you know, oh, well, they're wrong. Like maybe they are, maybe you're wrong. Google it. There, like I said, you've never had so much information available at your literal fingertips. So just do a quick search, do your own research. I encourage anyone and everyone to do that and, you know, make your own decisions. Because like I said, when you do that, you're either going to stand stronger in who you are or you are going to have like learned something new and shift. And that's okay. I think a lot of us also, and we're getting off the topic from German parents, but a lot of us, you know, we're like, this is my identity. This is who I am. And I think that we so we hold so tightly to that because at the end of the day, a lot of people don't know who they really are. And so I think that yeah, that is why people get so offended or upset and like, you know, just seek out confirmation biases to therefore therefore like reaffirm their belief in like who they are and their sense of self. So I'm getting off my soapbox now. No, Josh, but that's the that's, question that's about a, TQ. Um, that's, that's a that's a good thing. The, it, I don't think it's a matter of getting on top because I think these things are important when it comes to uh, preparing for the gym because these are these are the conversations that people have internally um, when they're in the gym. They see somebody doing something and they're like, why shouldn't I be doing that? Or what's the right thing to be actually doing? Aside from listening to us, we're, we're, we're specialized in the thing that we know. We don't know everything. Like, that's why I... I, I I know a little bit about nutrition. Josh knows a little bit more. Um, I know a little bit about functional fitness. Um, John knows a little bit more. We are a collective working together to bring as much insightful, evidence-based information to you. And the idea is that we want to make sure that we're providing the best information, but that doesn't mean that is the best information for you. So go and research. Um, so I think all of this does help when it comes to being prepared for the gym because a lot of times, like, I go into the gym, I'm like, what the hell are they doing? That look cool. And then I go and try it, and I'm like, okay, that's not cool. That's not for me, right? And it's like having that internal conversation to find out what works and what doesn't work, and then also trusting what works for your body. Like, know your movement pathology um, and 
be and stand in it because that you have to have confidence in what you know works for your body and stick with that because there's so many fads moving people left to right. But um to to damn shame podcast um intermittent fasting like I, like I just said um to each his own. I think that doing the research is super important when it comes to what works for your body. Um, we can give you a generalized statement about what works for what intermittent fasting does for the ideal human physique. That does not mean that it is going to be beneficial to your physique or your body, your goals. Um, in my opinion, we are already we have a natural fasting system when we go to sleep. That is the only time when I feel you really need to fast. Um, if you have more of an ectomorphic physiology, you don't need to fast because your body is constantly in need of calories. So depriving your body of calories when you're a more when you have a more lean physique is it, just counterintuitive. Um, if you have more of an endomorphic or mesomorphic form, then you know having meaning that you can put on body fat more easily, then you might want to you know, participate in intermittent fasting. But in my opinion, you fast enough when you sleep. If you're getting enough sleep, typically seven to eight hours of sleep, that is a long fasting period. And that is time for your body to be recovering. A lot of times we, we do intermittent fasting and it's improper in my opinion because you're using all these other um, metabolic systems while you're fasting. So when your body should be in recovery mode for fasting, you're in active mode and fasting, so you're burning more calories. Your uh, your muscles are atrophying. Um, it's just it's it's to me it's just counterintuitive if you're fast if you're intermittent fasting throughout the day. If you're gonna fast, fast at night when you sleep. Don't do anything but rest. That's my opinion. What do you guys think about it? So I actually I I agree a hundred percent with what you say. I actually intermittent fasting, and the reason that is. There's two reasons is that I eat later in the day, I sleep, I typically go to sleep later, and I don't sleep as long. And so typically for me, um, I'm not, I, I, let me backtrack. I go to sleep typically around 12 to 1 a.m. and I wake up around 6 to 7 a.m. So I go to sleep really late and wake up really early. So I don't have like that that huge sleep cycle. Oh, oh, you know, for most people, eight to nine hours I think is, is a great time. I just, right now I can't sleep that long. It just, you know, it is what it is. Two, I'm not hungry in the morning times. And I'm just, I'm not, I refuse to force feed myself. Like, it just, you know, it is what it is. My first meal is typically a snack right before I work out, whether that be a bagel, oatmeal, some type of carb source. And that's normally going to be around 11, 11.30, 12 o'clock. And so that's a long time to have a break if you wake up at 6 a.m. to have your first, you know, bite of food at 11 o'clock. Um, and typically after that, my next meal is at like 2, and then I'll eat again at like five and then i'll eat another uh, another meal or either another like big snack at like nine or 10 p.m sometimes a little bit later than that but that ultimately ultimately it goes back to giving your digestive system a break i know that my digestive system needs a break and i know that the schedule that i have and you know the times of day when i'm hungry that i need to kind of finagle you know when i'm eating and so that is the reason why intermittent fasting but i totally agree that you know, do what works for you when it comes to, you know, food. But the most important thing is making sure that your digestive system gets that break. So um, that's just, that's my take on it. Okay. But I also, I also, I don't want to forget this because I, I think it's important and it's kind of off subject, but it came to my mind earlier. And it was because someone said this yesterday, one of 
my friends that works at a gym in town, he posted it. And when he posted, I was like, man, I've been thinking about saying this and thinking about, you know, posting this to my Instagram. But a lot of times we see these people like on Instagram and I've seen it. I don't know if y'all can tell me, I don't know if y'all seen it, but I've seen it where it's like these, these guys or these females that look a certain way. Like, and I know what it takes to look a certain way. Like if you're, you know, six foot and you're like 235, straight muscle, completely shredded, and you're posting, you know, workouts every day that only involve bands and one dumbbell, I know that's not what you're doing. Like, <laughs> no, like, you can't fool me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I know what it takes. Yes. And so I see these dudes that are super jacked, and it's this few that I have particularly in mind, and they post videos every day, and I'm like, they're really misleading people because I think people... And it, and it goes back to, like, people that get plastic surgery or they get the uh, Brazilian butt lifts and stuff like that. It just pisses me off and steroids and the whole nine. This pisses me off because it makes people think that they can achieve that with what these people put in front of them to see. And it's just not facts. And so, you know, I don't know if y'all have experienced that, but if you want to talk about it, talk about it. But I wanted to make sure I put that out there to not look at look to some of these people that are putting these workouts and stuff out there that look a certain way that they're actually doing more than what, what appears to be what they're doing. Yeah. I think, you, um, you want to go? <laughs> yeah. So that's a whole nother conversation like that. We need to have one. Um, yeah. you know, for a long time, I was like there, uh, I feel like as a black man, as gay black man, um, I have to, um, well, let's just talk about the as a black man. I feel like as a black man, there is an expectation of what your body should look like because we are hypersexualized in society. Uh, as a gay black man, that's like double. It's like you know, you're there's 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 the hypersexualization and the fetishism of being a black man. So I feel like it's a whole lot there, and so the expectation to look good is is always is is there and is present um and i think that sometimes in fitness culture um there's a lot of uh bullshitting and lying and it's impossible it is impossible i had a, i posed a question to my community um at the beginning of the year i said is it possible to be snatched and happy all the time and it's not it is physically not possible for our bodies to be at peak competition level and to be happy there's sacrifice that's Required. And the idea that, you know, all I'm doing is these fans workouts or these body weight workouts and I look super swole, super cut, and I'm completely natural. Now, I'm not saying you're not natural, but I just want you to know that you did not get that way by just doing bands. If, and if you did, it's hours of required training in order to get to that place. You can't get to, you can't go from 200 pounds to 170 pounds at 6% body fat just using bands. The body requires a lot of resistance in order to, a lot of resistance, a lot of eating, um, and a lot of rest in order to get to that peak level. Um, and most people that are at that level are Olympic athletes and they're training every day. That is not a realistic expectation for people that have uh, a sedentary occupation. So people that, and that's who we primarily work for. We work for people that have desk jobs, um, accountants, lawyers, um, yep. doctors who don't get to move a lot. We work for people that work in offices and they work in administrative spaces. So they can't spend four to six hours working out. Like we can do that because that's our primary vocation. But even the, the expectation for, for, and the honesty that I give my clients is that 
this way because I work out all day and I eat all day. It is not me looking this kind of way just by happenstance. It's not magic. Like, and I think that's the bullshit that fitness sells, especially this culture, big box fitness culture sells that you work out 35 minutes a day, every day, and you're going to get the body that you want. No, just don't happen that way. It doesn't. It, 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 it's, it's so much that goes into that. It's the, it's the mindset. It's the eating. It's the sleep. It's the recovery. It's the healthy relationship with all the things that you're tied to, your partner, your kids, your job, your boss. Like, all of those things work in conjunction to make you a healthy, whole individual. And that is the piece that's missing when it comes to social media fitness uh, brands and, and, and influencers. What were you going to say, Jana? I was going to say... Yes, 1,000% agree to all that. And what you were saying, too, in terms of you don't get that way from, like, 35 minutes a day, you also, a lot of times, you being, like, people who, anyone who's, like, perusing on social media, we don't see what that person's athletic background looks like. Because if you've been an athlete, then that your body knows what to do with the nutrients that you give it. Like, your muscles know what to do. If you are coming from the couch, like, or, you know, not really working out as much like your your body has like an adjustment period right like the nervous system is what changes first and then from there you're going to see the changes in like your physical form and so for people who've been doing this for like ever they mm-hmm. might work out for like you know 30 35 minutes a day but you better bet your sweet ass that they have been working out a hell of a lot more than that for like years prior and so it's just kind of how their body is composed at this time and they already have that like built in, right? Like that's kind They're of like, conditioned. Yeah. yeah. It takes years and years of conditioning. I ran track for 10 years. I did martial arts for 15 years. Like it's just like, I'm only going to get so fat. Like <laughs> if I just decide not to do nothing, my legs are not going to get bigger. My arms are not going to get bigger. I'm only going to put on weight in my mid session, like in my trunk area. But my body, I like, my mom always says, she's like, I be doing voodoo when I try and get snatched. She's like, all you need is a good shit, a coffee, and uh, a waist shirt. <laughs> and it's true. Like, I, I, it does not take me long to get skinny, like, especially if I'm if I'm well. Like, right now, I, I'm, I'm getting over COVID. But, like, if, if I'm well, it does not take me long to get over being sick. I mean, getting, being at an unhealthy weight. My body's already conditioned because I've been doing it, doing it for so long. I do, and then also I do it every day. It is all I do. So it's like my expectation for my clients is never the same for someone that is already an athlete. Like let's say I was training you and Josh, I'm gonna be on your ass every day. I'm be like, let's go, let's go, let's go. It's different for like my yeah, you really will. You really will want a nap. You were like, man, fuck him. I'm over it. Like, <laughs> seriously. Like, my clients that are, like, at a higher threshold, a higher uh, fatigue threshold because they've trained at that capacity for so long or they're conditioned to it, my expectation of them is going to be higher as opposed to someone who has a more sedentary occupation, who has kids, who has their, their mind and their lived experiences preoccupied with other things. So I really feel like gym culture has to get better with being more realistic so that it benefits the people that are are seeing it. Yeah. And it's I think not, that's, sorry I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no I was just gonna say it's not targeted it's not they're not targeting the audience. 
they're not they're not sending a an effective communication to their target audience and they're coming out with these bullshit lies and people get frustrated and they give up because they're like that bitch told me i bought her her fitness plan her ebook and she said in 12 weeks i was going to be looking like kim kardashian and then it doesn't happen and they mad it's because they bullshit yeah and i and that's why i wanted to bring it up because people whenever we talk about you know from the couch to the gym and you know just the everyday person the everyday person whenever they look on instagram and they look on social media and they see these different people especially whenever we talk about like fitness influencers and they see what they're doing and they're watching them it can be discouraging especially if you decide say if you say all right i'm gonna i'm gonna get the fuck off the couch i'm gonna start working out I'm going to do this. And then two months in, you don't see that you're looking like so-and-so on this Instagram page that gave you this workout two months ago. Like what the heck's going on? You're going to get discouraged and you're going to quit. And so I think it's important to put that in the forefront that like a lot of what you see on social media is not as it really seems. You know, a lot of these people, like we mentioned, either they've had like an extensive, um, fitness background previous athletes things of that nature and a lot of times they put things out there whenever we talk about like the workouts it doesn't disclose what else they're doing in their day whether that be a second workout a different workout if they're taking steroids or you know if they're getting you know brazilian butt lifts and stuff like that you know what i mean so i think it's just it's very important to not set your standard to those people because typically yeah. it's not going to be a realistic standard because they're not going to let you see everything. They, when it comes to social media, people let you see what they want you to see. Uh, listen, if I'm gonna get if I if I got the money, first of all, if I got the money to go get liposuction and I can craft the body that I want, and I got to do no more push-ups and no squats, because I'm a, I'm like a squat king. Bro. I ain't got to do no more squats in my butt, and I can make get like the perfect butt. You damn right. I'm telling people, I ain't, I ain't do this. I ain't work for this ass. This is this ass was bought and paid for, bro. Same, same. Here's the thing. Like, if I ever get rich, man, I'm gonna be getting liposuction. I'm, I'm, when I get old, we talking about like 60, 70 years old. I'm getting facelifts and everything. I don't care. Listen, I'll tell. Well, tell yeah, what is this? If how about when? Let's let's switch that narrative. When, yeah, when, when I get rich. When, yeah, when I get rich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was gonna ask, like, if y'all could, like, would you? I don't think I would get body modification, but you, I, mean, I got Botox yesterday. I will for sure get that facelift. I'll be beside a Josh in the hospital. <laughs> no, all right. If you don't get a facelift, you got to make sure they fix the skin behind your ears. But you know, it's always here. It's always here that you can tell that somebody got a facelift. So be careful. Be yeah. very careful. Why, why, y'all, why y'all think Cher still look like she's 20-something years old? Come on now. Come on. But she got a little bit of melanin, so you know she, you know, so you know she she got the she got the, the secret sauce. But um, incurable but adorable said, uh, think uh, I think people should have an expectation to feel better with themselves. The visual, the visual, physical aspect comes along with feeling good about yourself first, and I truly believe that. I, I think that, uh, and that goes along with some of the other tips that we had for today's conversation before we went like completely <laughs> off topic. Um. <laughs> Uh, I always tell clients, invest in the proper attire and footwear. One, proper footwear is going to help your workouts be more efficient. Um, and then investing in sustainable um, 
fitness equipment, uh, fitness, uh, fitness sportswear is going to be good. Not only does it make you look good and it makes you feel good, but it also supports your muscles. Um, so uh, vasodilation, vasoconstriction are really important when it comes to muscle fun- proper muscle function. Um, and wearing tights does help facilitate that. It helps to facilitate the recovery aspect of your wellness as well. Um, one of the things I think that um, people need to start doing is having a, a positive self-ideation. Like, you may not feel, like, what I tell clients to do is get an idea in your head of yourself when you were at your ideal weight and you were at your ideal look. Um, One of the things that I've kind of gotten away from is, like, wanting these physical attributes and looking at, focusing on how I feel. Like, if I could do 20 pull-ups straight through, I feel good about myself. I know that it's going my my fitness level is going to correspond with a proper body weight and a proper muscle functioning, and I'm going to look a certain type of way based on how my body performs. So I look at I, I focus on how I'm performing right now, and that's indicative of of my physique and where I where I want to be performing, and that's going to be indicative of that future physique. So I think thinking about your 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 body in a different way. Not just in, like, so so much of our focus is, I want to have a trim waist, I want to have a fat ass, I want to have broad shoulders, big arms. And we don't think about, okay, are the, is that functional? Is that going to allow me to be, to, to perform at a high capacity? Go ahead, Jonna. I have a question, or I have a comment. Um, I didn't want to interrupt, though. Are you done? No, 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 go, go ahead. Okay, so my comment was, Yes, a lot of times people see this thing, they want like all the things that you said, like the six pack, the ass, like the shoulders, but maybe your body's not genetically predisposed to look like that, no matter what kind of stimulus you apply to it. Exactly, exactly. And that's the thing, you, that may not be you. Like, I realize, like, I am probably, I'm a leaner guy. My arms are only going to get butt so big. I'm a runner, so I'm, I, my body is built for endurance. Um, activities. I've done triathlons. I've done marathons. I have really thick thighs. So I'm an endurance runner. I do. Um, I realize like certain, like I can't do powerlifting. I look like a fire plug. I get like <laughs> super slow. So I was like, you know what? That That is just not a look. Okay. I, I kind of like my, my twink body halfway between a twink and grown man body. Um, but also I realized like I had to accept like, all right, my arms are only going to get so big. Like I had to look at the, the, the physiology within my family and then I had to look at my genetics and I just had to say, okay, this is just what it is. But I do know one thing, this, that waist will get snatched and that ass fat, that's all I got to worry about. So I, for me, that's good enough. Like, so the, the areas that I, I, I realized, I was like, all right, I can't grow my arms that big, but I can focus in on these areas. Like my core gets super tight. I can build up my chest. Like I think being... Having more grace with your body is so important. Like that is the biggest thing. I think we're not graceful. We're not. We don't grant ourselves enough grace to be appreciative of what we have and what we could be, and then saying, "Okay, this is all I can get out of this body," and I'm happy with that. So often we'll say, "All right, I, I gained those extra two inches on my arms, and I cut three inches on my waist," and we're always looking for the next thing, but not satisfied with the the journey and and being in each part of your journey like you're not gonna have a uh it is it is unlikely that i will stay a 30 inch waist <laughs> all throughout my life it, it, 
it just is it now I, am I going to get above a 34 hell no I get lipo okay but um I have to say okay at some point your body's going to change and you have to deal with those changes and be graceful and say okay how do I how do I glamorize my body in each stage of its growth I think too is knowing like be, like what you're willing to sacrifice you know what I mean like I know there's certain ways I can like whenever we talk about like six pack like you know what I mean I have a six pack a certain time of the year but for me it's not realistic to have a six pack 12 months out of the year because I'm going to be fucking miserable you know what I mean because it takes a certain uh, not calorie restriction and other things that come and play whenever we talk about that so a lot of times we see like you know these or we have this idea of like what certain parts of our body we, we want to look a certain way, not really realizing the sacrifice it takes for that. And are you like, is that important that you're willing to sacrifice this for this? And even in, in my you know personal experience, like it hadn't been the case and I've had to do that. Like, is it really worth it? And then it's like, it really ain't worth it. And so sometimes you have to ask yourself, you know, when it comes to like goals that you have, is it worth this? I want to add to that really quick because, yeah, great points, like both of you. Um, for anyone that, like, gets their menstrual cycle, there's certain times in the month you're not going to look like you do because you're going to be bloated. Like, there's, there's certain times I look in the mirror and I'm like, that's not what you look like, like two days ago. <laughs> and that's just life. So to Stephen's point about just, like, accepting, like, where you are and to Josh's point, like, knowing, you know, about like, what sacrifices you're going to make, like, not sacrifice, like, around that time. But... Just know, like, that doing certain things are going to, like, get you to different results. And in terms of also when we think about, you know, yeah, like, I've got the one thing checked, on to the next. We are in the, the habit, all of us, as, like, a society of gathering all the information, like, hoarding all the knowledge, like, doing all this stuff, but not really leaning into the processes. Like, think about it. How many books have you purchased and read, but really applied the concepts to like, for example, how many, to Stephen's point, like what we're talking about today, like in terms of fitness, how many, you know, goals have you achieved and just been like, cool, done, marathon, check, next, and not really like set and like, you know, wow, like I did that and like savored it and really like processed it and like, what does this mean for you? And, you know, what are the ripple effects that it's had in other areas of your life, like Josh spoke about earlier? And so I think that that is also important to note. Well, guys, this was a great conversation. We ran over like 10 minutes and we probably should do like a part two um, simply because it's so much more to talk about and because we didn't get to hit all our points for gym preparedness. But I think this is a good um, conversation that people can use as a resource for um, just to connect with us, but then also to um, the honesty is powerful. Like, we need to be honest with people, be honest with our clients and, and potential clients. And just as educators, we need to give them the real, raw, gritty truth because they're not going to be able to grow and get past where they're currently at. So um, let's um, let's do this again. For sure. Facts. All right. Thanks, guys, for this competition. And I will see you guys soon. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We love you. We're here to support you. Um, follow Jonna at Soul Searching and Squats. Follow Josh at Joshua, Joshua James. Yeah, Joshua James. Um, 
please, please, please. These are great coaches. Um, reach out to them. They have a wealth of knowledge. They have a different background from me, but they are super, super smart individuals. Um, utilize their services. Pay them. Okay? We drive off of money. All right. Love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.